So um, I think we should. I should start with just by apologizing for the delay on this episode. Uh, the reason why uh, is because I've been uh, traveling. I'm in San Francisco right now. Um, by the way, if you're in town, uh, you'll reach out on Twitter or something. We can meet up. So it took me a while to find a place to record, even though I brought my microphone with me. So like I couldn't find a place, like a quiet place to record. Um, so Bryn and Sarah from Spec, they were super nice and they, they let me use their studio. So I am in the Spec You're studio. In Design Details HQ. Um, yeah, this is as close as I'm going to be in Design Details. Like I'm in <laughs> HQ. It's fancy AF. Uh, um, and hopefully I will sound better. So sorry, Kevin, this one. like I, Yeah, I you went. do sound better. I do, right? Well, yeah, I, I better be it. with all this equipment. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's why uh, I apologize. And actually, I just want to give a quick shout out to listener Mac. Uh, he reached out to me on Twitter, and we we met. Uh, we had coffee, and it was lovely. And so I just want to give him a, a shout out because he's a devoted listener, and, and we had a great time. So thanks, Mac. Awesome. All right, for topics this week, we have a few. Uh, let's see if we can go through all. But let's start with this hashtag design drama alert. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're legally obligated to cover that, right? Yeah, th yes. <laughs> it's on our contract. <laughs> we have to talk about this because design Twitter drama. Designer drama. Should designers have a portfolio? <laughs> That's, That's perfect, perfect right? dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh right. my God. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it's now officially uh, a segment on this show. So. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get back on track. Um, the designer drama of this week is. <laughs> uh, should designers have a portfolio? Um, so this was, yeah. uh, so we try to track down exactly where this, like the epicenter of this, like, <laughs> like where it all started and pretty sure it was a tweet from Jared Spool. And I'm going to read the tweet. He said, if you're trying to hire designers and require a portfolio, you're not going to get top talent. The best designers don't have them too busy. So this was what started it all. And then... Uh, a couple of people retweeted and like defended this like yeah I agree um, top talent designers don't have portfolio because they're too busy but then um, a lot of other people chimed in and say wait that's not that's not fair uh, we actually it was I think it was Helen Tran from Shopify right she also chimed in like no we've hired yeah, that's possible yeah we hired a lot of awesome people that had awesome portfolios and that's really not fair all right uh, so as always, these things, all, like these big designer debates, are always um, like based on how you define certain words, and a lot of them like tr try to make it feel like you're you're doing it wrong if you're on the opposite side of the argument. Like to me, like those are the two key parts of like the perfect designer drama recipe, um, and the suite has both of them. Um, the 
to me, like the key word there is portfolio. Um, so like I, I simultaneously agree and disagree with that tweet. Um, so let, let me like just get out there and then we can like tackle it like the two points. Okay. So I agree uh, that um, requiring a specific uh, like format in which you uh, look at people's work uh, is, is probably a bad thing. Um, and I also agree that like a lot of people are, are actually pretty bu- busy and creating a portfolio takes a long time. Um, but I think it's also important to clarify how you define what a portfolio is. Um, cause uh, like basically for me at Shopify, like we require some way to view your work that way can be, uh, just a list of links that way can be a, uh, dribble website, mm-hmm. a portfolio. Um, it can like really be anything. It can be a PDF. It can be a printed like piece of paper. Um, we've hired some designers um, that like I interviewed um, and she arrived, she had like a, uh, a sketchbook. <laughs> she, she didn't even have like real like pixels that you could see. It was all like sketches, mm-hmm. but it, they were like amazing. And I was like, yes, like we're hiring this person right away. I don't even need to see like the actual result of this because um, the thinking behind her work was so thoughtful uh, and the way that it was presented was was really um, a good way to explain kind of her thought process. Uh, and I was confident right away that uh, whatever she made was was amazing just based on that. Um, so I think and maybe like what Jared is trying to say here uh, and like I, I haven't followed it too closely like to try to uh, understand really like what he's thinking about this, but um, the way I perceived it was that having like a fixed process where you require a specific thing where like you force people to upload like a portfolio to have a portfolio link or upload a portfolio PDF or whatever, like that kind of one size fits all approach doesn't really work. Um, and, and I agree with that, but that's not to say that people who do put in the time to create a great portfolio are wasting their time or that they're not the best designers. I just think that it's it's about like ha- giving people more um, more choices and more options. So what do you think? I think uh, the, the thing that triggered me in this tweet is the top talent. Uh, uh-huh. Because I, I feel like if you're too, if you're very busy uh, as a designer, um, you don't have time to put up a portfolio, but also you probably are not looking for a job. You're not mm-hmm. applying for jobs uh, because you're too busy, yeah. right? Uh, so like even I only update my portfolio. Well, not only, but that's like the most common thing. I up- update my portfolio when I'm looking for a job or I'm trying to get out there and like update my, you know, my, my work. Um, Watch out, NetLify. If you see Ralph <laughs> updating his portfolio. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so this this thing, like, if you are like at the top of the chain, you you're like the lead designer at Facebook or whatever. Um, sure, you you really don't need a portfolio because you have the connections, you have proven yourself. People know already what what like what you've done and how good you are. If you're not a famous designer, if you're not on top of the chain of a big tech company, uh, people, you know, 
recruiters, they, they don't know your work. They don't know what you've done. So you need to show them if you're trying to get a, like, get a job, right? You need, that's mm. what portfolios are. This is what I've done here. It's communicating your talent. It's communicating your work. Um, so when they say, like, if you require a portfolio, you're not going to get top talent. No, that probably just means that you're not going to get the, the famous designers that are working at a tech company. You're probably not looking for a job, right? Uh, because yeah. there's a lot of top I talent of people who have been working maybe even like for a long time, but, you know, they're not famous. They don't have the, that connections that you can just, you know, say his name and people know what you've done. So you kind of need to show what you've done and how good you are. And you are going to get top talent, just not maybe top famous talent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like a lot of like even non-famous people, just because like uh, what we do is such in high demand. Like most people have a job. Like m most people don't stay out of a job for for a long time. So I, I think like the majority of the time, and like that works. Like the majority of the people that we do see, like and interview, already have a job, <laughs> right? Um, and people basically like jump job to job. Like they quit their job when they know they have another one lined up. So oftentimes these people aren't necessarily like really looking for a job. Um, so they're not like as diligent about like curating their portfolio. And, but I think like, it's totally fair to reach out to some of those people. Um, cause they like might not necessarily be happy, but like not like already thinking about making the jump. Uh, and some of them, when they hear about your company might be more interested or ha like discover that you're solving like really cool problems. Uh, and they'd be interested on, in jumping on board. So I think it's, it's like totally fair to, look at like the full range of, of designers out there and not just the ones that are happen to be looking for a job at that moment in time. I, I was, I, I, I wanted to say that I think this is also a bit, this, this view uh, is also a bit uh, twisted by the San Francisco bubble thing going around. Cause here, well, mm -hmm. you do have top talent here, but uh, everyone knows Everyone, you know, everyone knows someone that works at some place. Uh, there's like this personal connection just by living here. You're kind of in it. People like me from coming from Portugal, like <laughs> even even if I live here, even if I'm like from San Francisco, if I'm trying to get a job at Apple or Facebook or whatever, whatever if I'm trying to get a job somewhere, um, you bet your ass that uh, like if I'm applying for it, I'm going to try to put up a nice portfolio because I don't know anyone there that can just yeah. like knows me and knows what, I, what I'm capable of, right? So you bet mm -hmm. your ass I'm going to put up a nice portfolio because I need to, like I wanted to prove myself. It's not that, yeah, trust me, I'm good because you know me or you know someone that worked with me and that doesn't happen outside of San Francisco really, right? And what does that mean? Like if you don't, I don't think that's fair though. Like it happens like every single day in Montreal. Like we we have that. Like people know each other. Yeah, but you're but that's like a, a bubbly thing. That's like a local thing, right? Yes. If you want to get top talent from around the world, how you don't have that connection net. Like you don't know people from the whole world. So you need like if someone applies to to work at your company that comes from whatever, uh, let's say like Amsterdam, whoever you never heard of him check this dribble thing like it's 
cool. I mean, Dribble kind of counts like a yeah. portfolio, right? Um, like, how would you know? Yeah, and good? that's why, like, it totally depends how you define portfolio, right? Because, <laughs> like, to me, it's like you can just show, like, whatever. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, you don't it can need to... be, like, a folder full of images. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like... You don't need to build an interactive website. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like, some people just send a Dropbox link with a folder with, like, PSDs and sketch files, right? Like, that's totally fine too. Um, so like, I it's think kind of lazy, but like, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but I fine. Mean, yeah, I mean that counts as a portfolio, sure. Yeah, so I think you touched like a really good distinction, which is like, are you applying for a job, or like, is someone from a company reaching out to you? And I think the expectations there are different. Mm-hmm. Um, I would certainly expect someone to put more attention if they're they're trying to like reach out to us rather than like someone that we have like seen their work or like we uh, have heard really good things from them. Like then I would expect less of a like commitment and like creating a like big portfolio. But it's, I mean, I think it's, it's really comes down to like, what's the best way for you to uh, show the kind of work that you've done. And if that's just showing like, live websites or pulling up like apps on your phone and being like hey um download uh i don't know like download the dropbox app the uber app and the instagram app i designed all three of them like that'd be a pretty solid portfolio you know yeah that that would seem pretty compelling to me um so i think it, it really depends there uh but honestly like you're definitely not wasting your time if you're working on a portfolio um, and that was like kind of the other point I want to touch on was that I think it, uh, having a portfolio is still worth like your time, even if you're not looking for a job. Because um, in my opinion, um, like all of the work that we do is is like doesn't last very long, right? <laughs> like most of the stuff I design is probably going to last like maybe two or three years at most. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I want an archive of all that stuff. <laughs> like I would love to be able to go back in like ten years from now and see my entire evolution and see the stuff that I made. So for me, I see it almost more as like a way to archive the the things I've built mm-hmm. and my growth rather than just see it as like a tool to tr- to like sell my sell myself to companies. So. I think like basically what it comes down to is do whatever you want. Like honestly, like spend time in whatever way that like seem to make sense to you and what makes sense for certain people may not make sense for you. And if we can give some advice to employers or people that are uh looking to hire folks, I'd say like loosen up your guidelines. Like don't don't put in place rules that are like these are the rules that we follow for everyone. Like everyone must submit a resume. Everyone must submit a portfolio, blah, blah, blah. Like try to be more open with that. And that will um, open your, your company up to like more diverse set of talent and um, potentially like people that have skills that are different from the ones that you're used to. uh, And people who like to spend their time in, in different ways than updating a portfolio. So so can we just agree that when Jared says the best designers don't have a portfolio, that's not, I don't, that, that's the issue that I have this week. Like, that's not yeah. fair. 
Yeah, I don't, a lot like, of good yeah. designers don't have them because they're too busy. Sure, uh, they don't have like an updated portfolio or like a portfolio at all because you know they never really needed one. But that the best designers don't have portfolios, that's not fair. I feel like. Yeah, definitely not. Like, uh, to me, it's it's irrelevant. Like, they're not correlated in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the the this like loose idea that. Okay, if you're like uh, an amazing designer, then you probably have a job right now. So like maybe you have you're not looking as much. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't have a portfolio. But like I really can't like draw that line between like best designers and no portfolio. All right. Anything else on the topic? Mm, no, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Anyway, oh Twitter, keep being Twitter. Uh, send us more design drama. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been I've been like kind of happy seeing that like these past few days. Like, I think I needed it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so oh, this yeah. was pre-election. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, anyway. But I've I, like I, I'm still seeing a lot like of them here and there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, feels good to see stuff that's not talking about election on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you should address the election. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Normally it feels I, like irresponsible to just pretend that didn't happen. On the other hand, I don't want to really dwell into it. I don't want to be a downer. Maybe this is like an escape for people who are like super bummed out. Well, I could just say it, it sucks. I am generally scared and freaked out. Um, yeah, yeah, same here. Like, so disappointed. And like, it just it just makes me mad. And I'm a fairly optimistic person. And I would hope that like the united states like there that there's enough <laughs> i want to be careful in the words that i use here but that there's enough like good people out there that um think that like equality uh and that is important and that hate is not something that we should encourage um that um you would think that someone like trump wouldn't win the election but hey I guess we've we've all discovered that there were maybe more of these people than we thought. So, yeah. and it's an issue. We have to yeah. talk about this. It's definitely. Uh, I just saw this uh, on Twitter, actually, like a link. Um, I don't know where it was, but basically, you could see side by side um, a Facebook feed of like a Democrat or Republican, because I feel yeah. that that was that was kind of like the source of all this. Uh, why it was so surprising the the results because I, we do live in these bubbles like on Twitter you follow I mean, it's a very blue timeline even on on Facebook like and if you find someone that grossly disagrees with you you wouldn't follow them so we live in this bubble and we're kind of and we just assume that's representation of the world when it's not so. yeah I'm curious do you think designers have like an impact on on that kind of stuff. Like, do you think this is something that we could fix with design? Interesting. Maybe. That's, that's a really good question. Because, like, so on one hand, um, I saw um, someone made an example that basically, like, on Facebook, what if it, instead of showing you uh, similar articles when you read something, um, what if it showed you, like, opposing views? And That's awesome. <laughs> that was like kind of an interesting idea, you know, and sometimes probably more inter interesting than seeing like articles that are basically about the exact same thing. 
Um, so that like that's like one way that could that could be interesting. Um, yeah. But I'm also I also have to look at like the people that we all hang out with. <laughs> like humans naturally like self-select themselves to be part of like a certain group. So I do wonder if like that like any of that would would even work like to try to like force that that awareness of like different perspectives um online like i I don't even know i don't know if that's it's possible yeah like it doesn't mean it's not worth trying so and like if you look at at twitter and facebook like they're certainly not trying (laughs) right now um so it, it might be interesting for them to at least give it a shot uh and see if that's even possible it's very it's a very touchy feely thing because you know if you're like on Facebook and you maybe you saw you see an article that kind of like fits in your view worldview but then you have like the opposing I mean you have to be pretty open to you can't just throw like a very uh, liberal article on a very like conservative feed because that's just gonna like ignite hate and and like you know it's gonna trigger them like. How dare you? No. And just, you know, that's like feeding the anger in this, all these nasty comments. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Like how it, it's like, okay, do we want to like feed that anger to use like the, the same terms are used, but, or do you want to like have basically like those two communities like behave peacefully, but like silently hate? the other ones like it like should should we opt in opt for something that is more like true to reality and then like have these issues become very apparent which mm-hmm. like in the last couple of days they have um or should we basically like let the two sides kind of like be happy on their own corner of the, inter- the internet and never like come across each other right that's that's easy we humans we like to be uh like in the same, we like to be surrounded by our same opinions, but we, we want to be validated. Yes, the way you think is the right way. Look at all these other people agreeing with you, right? Yeah, confirmation bias, right? Yeah, we that, we want that warm feeling. We feel good when when we just see things that we agree and kind of validates your point of view. Um, and when it doesn't, it's really, it's really hard. I mean, that's the root of, of this the whole shenanigans, right? It's because it's really hard to put yourself in other people's shoes and really try to look at things from a different perspective. Uh, and because it's hard, people don't want to do it. Um, it's painful sometimes, right? It's yeah. Uh, but if we designers could help this, it's tricky, right? No one wants to, I mean, like for Facebook, uh, I feel like the easy route is just to know that things let people feel good in uh, on Facebook, right? And we don't want to, we, we don't want Facebook to be a place of, you know, hate and anger and, and sadness. Uh, so <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. one of those things like, should we do the right thing or should we do the most comfortable or the most profitable thing? I mean, but like, it doesn't have to be about hate though. Like there can be like, you can have someone that has like, a reasonable like smart take that is like a different opinion than you have how does that scale though how do you do that? In a, like smart way that is not about like who decides what what's a good and smart har- har- like article on, on something or it's not well i mean either they have like people who curate these articles or like 
create this kind of algorithm that can figure out what these articles to be are. honest I, I even someone asked on twitter i follow the thread but um like i after all this shenanigans i i wanted to like read like a thoughtful uh smart article like a neutral take on what's going on uh or even like a, an opposed uh well it's not surprising anymore like i'm <laughs> a democrat uh like i, I I want to read a smart, insightful post for someone with a different opinion than mine. It was hard. Like, I, I couldn't really. <laughs> it's yeah. hard, even like politics and religion, it's really hard to stay neutral if you're a reporter. Well, or, because, but to me, like this one is not a normal election. It's not, but that's the problem. Because So <laughs> there, was this, there was this video on YouTube by Russell Brand. You kinda like yeah, I saw take, it. You saw that? Yeah, I saw it this morning. That was, after a tweet. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, but this was meant to happen like this is the result of years and years of people not being happy and so they want to change they i bet like uh, i haven't met too many trump supporters but uh like the, i hear a lot that no they don't agree with his take on you know on racism <laughs> or like the, his remarks on women and stuff like that they don't agree but they don't care they just want to see something different why because they've they've been unhappy with the current state of politics since forever, and like <laughs> to me it's like sure uh, maybe we would like to see change, but to me obviously the change that we got is the wrong change, like changing <laughs> for the worst. Um, yeah. But they don't care because uh, most people um, like who voted for Trump after all what happened and we've seen coming to public all his you know nasty remarks and all it's not that they agree with that they just don't care like they, they're numb they don't care they want to see something different mm. how can we address this how can we fix it i don't know <laughs> that, but that just makes me mad though <laughs> how can you value like oh we're gonna disrupt the establishment over like the security of so many people well, like that's how that, desperate people are and i can't i can relate i can't like, well i'm not even american i don't <laughs> i don't know hey me either yeah <laughs> we're not the right group of people to be talking about this but that's 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 just how desperate people are they don't they don't but like care. i've seen a lot of people on twitter say like oh like we should try to understand these people and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Like, why don't they understand us? Like, they are in the bubble. Like, just look, like, <laughs> I want to tell them, like, look the world around you. Like, it's not just, like, white dudes, right? Like, this is not what the world is like. So get out of your fucking bubble and see what the world is really like. Like, why is that, like, our responsibility? It's not. It's, it's both. We both have to talk about it. We both have to try and understand each other. Yeah. It's not just us. We both do. And it's not like the, well, well, if they're not doing it, I'm not doing it. No, someone has to start. Someone, I, th I feel like that's the, the, the mature thing to do. You have to, you know, you can't just have this cold war saying, well, if you're not doing anything, I'm not doing anything. Well, look at where that brought us. Yeah, I mean, and like, I agree with that. <laughs> it's just that, like, I don't know. The whole thing is so frustrating. You know? anyway, I feel like we really have to understand what is going on if we want to fix it. 
That's just it. And if you want to understand what's going on, you have to understand the other side. Like you really understand it. So it's it's just easy to call everyone, well, you're a racist because you voted for a racist. I feel there's a lot of truth in that, but uh, that's that's not a productive <laughs> position to be. Like, uh, that's not going to do anything. That's just going uh, to feed the anger and hate in a position of both sides, right? That's Anyway, that, that's a downer. Let's go back to designing <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, so I feel like we should address it at least because it's been a big thing that happened in this world. I, I just feel like a bit irresponsible to ignore it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we did, even though that's like makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. Designed by few. You wrote something. You haven't blogged in a while. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I should check when my last article was, but it was a while ago. Um, was Oh, wait, I don't even have dates on my blog. Anyways, uh, <laughs> at least a few months ago, um, since I haven't written anything. Um, and it's not because I, like, I didn't don't enjoy writing anymore. Um, it's really because I find I have so many outlets for the stuff I want to say. Yeah. With the podcast, with like Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, like all that stuff. Like I feel like I have more places to put thoughts than thoughts to put in them. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's just why. Like I, So I haven't had anything that I really felt like the blog was necessarily like the right place for um, until now. Um, so two weeks ago now? Um, I uh, participated in uh, this design competition called Design by Few. It was held during the Made by Few conference, which was an amazing conference. Like, big shout out to the organizers. It was amazing. It was really great. And basically, the competition was um, with three people. So you had to apply. And they basically told the only thing they told us ahead of time was it was going to be for a charity. Uh, and we'll have to design something for them that they can use. And we'll have two hours for that. Um, so we really didn't have much information <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to the conference anyways, so might as well do it. Um, so I applied and I got in. And then I kind of like forgot about it, right? Because <laughs> you always <laughs> agree to do those things way before <laughs> they actually happen. So yeah, I kind of forgot about it for a while. Uh, and then uh, the conference arrived and basically that uh, design competition was during a, um, a Halloween party because it was like around the Halloween. Um, and okay, I have a totally funny story as like an aside. Uh, if I can if I can take a quick aside to talk, tell it. Yeah. I was dressing up as Kylo Ren, uh, of course. <laughs> I'm so happy that I can dress up as Star Wars characters. <laughs> So I had like my entire costume, like I bought a bunch of stuff. I brought in my lightsaber and everything. And the conference was in Arkansas. Uh, so obviously I had to bring all that stuff with me. <laughs> um, so as you can guess, like I'm going through security and they pull my bag off to the side. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know what they're looking for. 
So they're like looking through the bag and like my lightsaber is like somewhere like at the bottom of the bag. So like they, you know, they're like pulling stuff out. Uh, I'm like, oh, geez, like, like, just let me help you. Uh, but apparently you can't help them. Um, so they have to do it on their own. So <laughs> this nice lady just like pulls out like from like one one side my lightsaber. She's like, what is this? <laughs> Oh, like, oh, God. It's just like, a sex obviously, toy. Easy. That's, a, that's a Kylo Ren li- lightsaber. <laughs> what do you mean, what is this? So I had to explain the whole story. Like, I'm going to this conference, and there's this Halloween party, and I'm dressing up as Kylo Ren, the character from Star Wars. Anyways, <laughs> so she let me through. Uh, but, yeah, it was kind of an interesting experience. Um, so, anyways... On that night, basically, it was a big Halloween party. Uh, it was held at a hotel. There was like a, a DJ uh, and everyone was dressed up. And me, along with two other designers, we each had our own projector and a table. So we set ourselves up there and just like waited to get our basically our brief uh, for the competition. And then basically, while the idea is that while we're designing, everyone can see what we're doing and sort of see the evolution and at the end there is a jury that votes on uh, like whichever piece is their favorite um so i was really hoping for for it not to be a logo because <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm really not a logo designer mm-hmm. and turns out the first words that uh came out of the la- <laughs> the first word <laughs> to announce what the the challenge was uh it was a it was a logo <laughs> design <laughs> of course uh. Uh, so yeah, I was like, oh, god damn it. I shouldn't have <laughs> agreed to do this. But uh, it was too late. Uh, so basically, uh, the charity that we had to design something for uh, was called Art Feeds. Uh, and Art Feeds is this really cool charity uh, that basically their mission is to feed creative development and facilitate emotional expression in, in children uh, through art. That's awesome. So it was like a super cool charity and... I was like really convinced by their mission. Like I, I really think that's something that's super important and super like it's super cool that like there's people that are doing this. And basically they have this event every year that is called Art Feeds Day where they encourage people to go buy a t-shirt um, that has basically the words like Art Feeds and then a line mm. so that people can customize it and like use paint and whatever they want um, to create their own t-shirt and basically like ex- like say what what they think art should feed so like some people said art feeds uh healing art feeds purpose um like whatever and so we had to design a logo for that event and also create a flyer that uh to go with it to promote the event that was a really interesting process <laughs> um it's like I've never really done something like this before. Um, I've done some live design stuff on like uh, YouTube and, and stuff, but never in front of real people that are looking at you. So yeah, it was kind of an interesting experience. The, yeah, I would freak out. <laughs> you know what I did? <laughs> um, it was it was really nerve wracking. Like the first maybe fifteen minutes. 
because it's basically like, okay, so here's a brief, uh, go. Yep. <laughs> and then it was the beginning of the party, so everyone's looking at us. Mm-hmm. And I like purposefully didn't want to look at the other designers to not like influence yeah. my uh, my designs. So um, my my kind of like first reaction was to try to like think in my mind, okay, like what's the like perfect concept that I can create and like think of all of that before actually like putting anything on screen <laughs> so that people couldn't see like my terrible first few versions. But obviously like that's a terrible way to do anything, right? So after a while I was like, you know what? Like this is dumb. Let's just like stop looking at <laughs> the people that are staring at you. Just focus on your screen, like act like no one's there and then like just get as many bad ideas out of your system and so that's what I did uh and like I I designed a couple of like really bad ideas but then I started like getting a hang of like something that looked like more acceptable I'd say um that looked more interesting and then that's when like all the pieces started falling into place and yeah, so I it took me about like an a little over an hour to design just the logo, and then I had like I don't know maybe forty minutes to design the flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, the flyer was a lot easier to design than the the logo, that's for sure. We're in your element. Yeah, and it's I mean it's just like what I'm used to designing a lot more. Like <laughs> it's like using type and images and illustrations and and icons. <laughs> I'm way more comfortable in that environment. Um, and I knew that if I had like a, a solid logo that like everything else would fall into place pretty easily. Um, so yeah. And then I, I like after two hours, I ended up with this this poster and I even made like some coasters just like for fun. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I had like two minutes spare. Uh so yeah, um, and then after that, there there was uh, a panel of judges who looked at all of the three pieces and then uh, voted on their favorite ones. Um, I ultimately didn't win, but that's totally fine. Um, congrats to Daniel Heron for winning. Uh, his flyer was great. Amy's flyer was amazing too. Like I think all of them had like a very different take yeah. on. Um, the the event and what it meant and how we wanted to um, represent that uh, and I, to be honest like all three of them were really awesome and could have well been uh, the one that is the chosen one yeah. uh, it would have been really hard for me to choose so yeah really happy for uh, for Daniel uh, and yeah it was kind of a fun experience so anyways like that's all like the first kind of description of everything that happened uh, but the reason I'm talking about it is because I think there's like an interesting um, thing about designing in public. Like we've been talking about that yeah. uh, a bit in the past, um, like putting stuff on Twitter as you're designing or uh, uh, using uh, like something like YouTube to live stream your work. Uh, and that was kind of like the, the like, most extreme version of that and i mean it was scary that's for sure so like one like one of my takeaways was if you're live streaming your work it like the pressure goes way down because you can't actually see all the people (laughs) that are there um 
and like at worst is just like a number on a screen. Um, so it's never as bad uh, as having real people. But honestly, like the experience was really awesome. <laughs> like as I was designing, I could see people like taking pictures and like looking around and like talking to each other. So I think it was like a really cool thing to do. And I would definitely love to do it again. Like if I had another opportunity like this, I would totally take it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just think as designers, like we should try to do that more probably. Um, and like, I I think it, it kind of makes you a better designer probably. I, and I think what it does is it also like forces you to uh, become comfortable with like sharing the stuff that you do, even though it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. And to me, like that's one of the, the biggest advice you can get. Like the most, like if you're able to share as much as possible your work and get some feedback right away, that's how you're going to get way better. Um, so if you're, you're able to get over that hump of like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm, ter I'm a terrible designer. Then I think you can actually, uh, like learn a lot from from those experiences and talking to people and getting feedback not only from the designer point of view but also for whoever's watching the audience uh it's it's amazing what you can learn just by watching someone else work uh like that's as audience or as from the other side i think it's super valuable experience have, have you checked the pixel pong thing over the Figma guys. Yes, I I love that. That is so fun. That's so awesome. I love that Bryn got that started again. Yeah, because um, I think it's I I don't think it's a secret that it's inspired by uh, Layer Tennis. Mm -hmm. Did you like tune into that? No, back in nope. the days. Nope. Oh my god, Missed it was it. the best. It was so awesome. Like you had two designers, and I think it was on on Fridays or something like that. And basically, they would create one image uh, and then send the Photoshop file over to the other designer and then they have like another 30 minutes to like remix that image and create something new with it uh, and then it went back and forth and then at the end there was like a winner or whatever uh, but it was so fun and cool to see that and now uh, it's back uh, with uh, Pixel Pong and now it's it's live right? Yeah. Um, and then you see like everyone's process I just think it's super cool and I'd love to see more people do that because I think it's so valuable uh, and super interesting. Like even It's fun. It's entertaining. Like it, so if you're not familiar with the concept is you have um two teams, uh, two designers each and they're on Figma, so of course you can like if you're not familiar with Figma, well you should by now, but you you can, you can all work on the same document at the same time. And then it's like um the moderators throw a topic like a, and you have to design like an illustration for it based on a topic. And then every, I think it's like five minutes, they throw a new topic, which you have to add on top of the previous one. So you can yeah. see live these four designers working. It's at a very fast pace. Like you have five minutes to design something on a topic. Um, and you can see it live. It's, like, it's, it's so fun. So cool. Yeah. And it's always like really awesome designers too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. The, you really learn from the best. Yeah, the kind of designers that don't have a portfolio. <laughs> I don't have my bell. Brent should should get bells to every every post here. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like it should be in every recording studio. Yeah, yeah come on. I'm disappointed.
well, look at your fancy microphones, but you don't have uh, bells. So yeah, maybe we should buy it for him and just like, send him. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. My contribution as a gift, to the as a gift setup. from the layout folks. Okay, before we go, we have to talk about this uh, sketch. You know, sketch. Just so since we've been talking about Figma, sketch uh, released a new version. It's version 41, which is still weird to say. Um, with it. Uh, they updated the logo and overall branding. So all like UI icons, they also had, they got a little tweak and they introduced a cool feature, which is like a symbols override, which is awesome. And before we go to the, we get to the, to the icon and stuff, you recorded a video and you posted on YouTube, which also like you got, uh, some traction. And uh, I noticed Eli Schiff, uh, <laughs> um, tweeted that. So how does it feel to be a YouTuber? <laughs> It feels great, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I originally wanted to just post it on Twitter, but there seems to be an upload limit um, mm -hmm. in terms of time. And it was just like a few, like, I don't know, it was maybe like a minute and a half. <laughs> so it's a super short, like, it's not even a real video. Like, it doesn't have audio, right? If I wanted to do this properly on, on YouTube, like, that's not how I would do it. Um, but... Uh, my idea was just that um, I saw the update and I was like, oh, this sounds like kind of interesting. So let me play with it for like, I don't know, 30 minutes. Uh, and I was like, whoa, like I was able to create a lot more stuff than I had imagined. Um, and I was like, I kind of want to show people what's possible with this. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just recorded a quick video, put it on YouTube. Uh, and yeah, some people seem to like it. Um, Elisha being one of them. Uh, he's been like, Super nice, and we've been chatting uh, about um, like the sketch features and stuff like that. Then, yeah, really cool. You should uh, uh, you should start like a sketch guest type of thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my pro like I haven't enough side products right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> um, but to do like one-off things like that, I think it's it's kind of cool and fun. Yeah. So um, yeah, might do other stuff like that um, in the future, but it's definitely not going to be a regular thing. No, it's fun. It's fun. So um, how do you like the new icon? Uh, I like it. <laughs> All right. So that's what it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. The only thing I find a bit strange is I think that the top part is maybe a bit too high. Because like I feel like diamonds are like ladder in a mm. way like the the top part isn't as as long i don't know if you know what i mean it's yeah, yeah really no i do to describe that i'm pretty sure there's some golden ratio going on here um yeah pretty sure and i feel like if you put it side by side with the old one so the big difference if you haven't seen the new icon uh big difference is the first is the perspective so the other one like it's like you were seeing from above so you could see actually the top part of it and now it's like like profile it's you can't see the top um mm -hmm. and that and also it's like the colors are way flatter it's more like um you know not as skeuomorphic i would say like um yeah yeah just a couple of gradients over there it's like actually this looks a lot like it would be designed by cj <laughs> you know cj <laughs> uh, yes. like it fits his style yeah, I think he tweeted um, a link to or an image to his doc, um, and like 
he had like a bunch of other icons he designed mm-hmm. and ha- like the sketch next to it and it fit perfectly. Yeah, because yeah. he has the this icon set for OS ten or, or Mac OS. Uh, yeah, in this it would fit nice perfectly. Uh, it's very in that same style. Oh, yeah, shout out CJ. Shout out CJ. Um, it looks cool. It looks alright. I mean, it's still. It just, I haven't get used to it yet, just because it, mm-hmm. you know the other icon is so iconic. Ding. Ooh. Ding. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so let me send you an image of uh, before and after, uh, and tell me what you think. Okay. Um, and, uh, so I'll put a link in the show notes. So it's like a really quick kind of visual example of what I meant. Mm-hmm. I feel like there, the icon would look a bit better if the, the top art was a bit more squished, but I don't know. It would look closer to the, uh, an actual real diamond jam thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's not as, uh, now it looks squished. Maybe because I'm biased because I've seen the, the other one. But again, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure this is like golden ratio going on here. Anyways, I think it's it's a great icon. And I love how like they kept a lot of gradients, but still made it a bit like kind of fatter. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's no secret. The the sketch people are amazing designers uh, and really great at creating awesome icons. So, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like, know who or if... Like this could be attributed to one person, one designer, but this go like the style. So we mentioned CJ, but this is also like if I would have to bet, I would say uh, Marcelo Mur- Murphine. Um, anyway, he's a designer. He works at Sketch now. Let me let me send you a link to his portfolio. So ah crap, um, maybe I messed up the name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll try to find it. All right, put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and like, <laughs> obviously in typical layout fa- fashion, we're spending a lot of time just talking about the icon, uh, <laughs> uh, but there's like some really cool features in there and like the, you can now override symbols so that, or sorry, nest symbols and do overrides. Um, and that is really super cool. I, I, I found, I find that sketch like over the last couple of updates, added like a little feature here and there around symbols and making them more powerful. Uh, but it seems like now it like has finally arrived and that it's finally kind of what I was hoping for. Um, and I can totally see how you can use that to create like really great um, like UI kits or like design systems mm-hmm. uh, with Sketch. So. Super powerful and really cool that, that they're doing this. Definitely. So, by the way, I found the name. It's not Murphy, it's Murphil. Um, I sent you a link. Mm. Check his work. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it fits nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Very much in there. So oh, okay. Yeah. He designed um, Capo. You know Capo? Yep. Awesome. And anyway, he works with Sketch now. And by the way, I checked the um, Sketch team. They... Sketch team? What's that? Sketch team. The, you know, Bohemian coding team. People who work at Sketch. Uh-huh. They, they've they grown considerably. So there are 19 people now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Good for them. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what to say. Anyway, solid update. Uh, I like it. Yep. It's more friendly. I don't know. It, I'm not, like, this is no surprise to anyone. I like when software has personality. 
actually that's one of my gripes uh, with Figma and so Figma is trying too much to be neutral, like the tool has no personality, right? It's just a tool and it's very raw and I don't know. I like when software has personality. A good example of this is uh, Slack. Slack has a lot of shit on a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I feel like with this update, Sketch has more of a personality. It has more of a, um, I don't know, it's not, it's not be- being shy of what it, what kind of style they like and they want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I liked it. I cool yeah to me it's, it's just a reminder of how much i love sketch <laughs> yeah. just such a great app and now like they're gonna support the touch bar stuff too i'm like super excited yeah to they've got feature and, if you go i think to the hick to yeah. them yeah to the guidelines of the touch bar they were like the first screenshot over there yeah it also got featured and, in the keynote I yeah think. and to me it's like probably let me just check yeah probably the most important mac app that I have on. Oh yeah. Well, it's the most used Mac app for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's, it's just great. Like it's awesome. So yeah. kudos to all the Slack folks. Yeah. All right. Uh, Slack. What did I say? Slack. All the sketch. Slack. Well, the Slack got, folks as well. That. They're also cool. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. They're all right. They're all right. <laughs> So that's it for the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, so as always, we are covering episode uh, three of Black Mirror as well in the end. So stay tuned for that if you want to. If not, thanks so much for tuning in. And the upside down. And uh, the upside down. If you want to join the revolution and <laughs> and <laughs> chat with us, um, you should uh, join the Spec FM uh, Slack team. And we have a layout channel over there. So just go to spec.fm slash Slack and you can request an invite you'll get one you're gonna get in uh join us on the layout channel and we you know you can just chime in if you have opinions on what you just talked about or you can like suggest new topics that you want to hear us talk about or overall just you know it's a it's a slack channel with a bunch of designers so feel free to join in if you want to listen to more podcasts like this one or even better uh (laughs) you can go to spec.fm they have a bunch of awesome shows um so just go there uh you're probably gonna find something to you for your needs um and yeah thanks for tuning in that's it for the show i guess Hmm. all right (laughs) upside down upside down So episode episode uh, three. Episode three. It's weird uh, having the Stranger Things theme song, and then we're talking about Black Mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, episode three. It's uh, titled "Shut Up and Dance," and here's a quick sum up. Uh, When withdrawn Kenny stumbles headlong into an online trap, he is quickly forced into an uneasy alliance with Shifty Hector, both at the mercy of persons unknown. I don't like that summary. Uh, <laughs> basically, there's this character. He's like a teenager, right? He's young. Yeah. Um, it's called Kenny. And he basically uh, gets into this online trap. Um, so he watched uh, some things uh, online and he um, spent some time with himself uh, in his room alone. And a group of hackers um, 
recorded using the the computers, uh, the laptops, uh, webcam. They they got video of him um, spending some time uh, with himself, and then blackmailed him. Um, like we are going to we are going to release this to everyone this video if uh, you don't do this. And it started out like just weird, just like give me your phone number, give me your whatever, and then um, go to this location, like you have 10 minutes to be at this location. And just like he was victim of this blackmail, he he had to cooperate, I guess. Um, and then the first location that he had to go to, he meets this guy on a bike, on a motor motorcycle, and he gives him a package, which is a cake. And he says, like, just do whatever they, they tell you to. It will stop, right? Because yeah. that's, like, when I, when I was in that, by that point, I was like, yeah, this is never going to end. Like, you're just going to do more and more stuff until you die or until they actually just release the stuff, right? Yeah. I also had a similar thought where I was like, okay, you need to test what happens if you don't do as they say. Well, but the stakes are pretty high. Like, if you... You know, yeah, but like if they the really wanted you to do all that stuff, like they're 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 not gonna release all your their leverage on you right away, right? Mm. Well, so that was like kind of my thinking that like they would find a way to like I don't know to prove that they're serious if they really were. My thinking up until the actually up until the end was like, dude. They just got a video of you jerking off. That's not a big yeah. deal. Just, just do it. But of course, that changes in the end. But and some of the the other characters that meet him like also say the same thing. Like the the other one, what's the name of the character? Uh, Hector. He also said like, "What? Wait, that's it? Like, yeah. Why are you doing all this?" <laughs> um, and this was a weird episode. Like it, it starts out like immediately. Right, right in the action, basically, what do you have, like, yeah. five, ten minutes until, like, that happens. Um, so there's really no character development. So when <laughs> shit happens, you really don't have, you don't know the character that well, but you just sympathize with him because he's a apparently innocent uh, teenager that, you know, just look at porn and jerked out. Like, nothing, you know, it's just, it, he seems like a cool kid, like, okay, I mean, he... He's polite and shit. Uh, <laughs> so you go through all of this events and shit just getting darker and darker and, and weirder. And you see all these other characters that also got into this, uh, this blackmail trap. Um, so this Hector, the, the second, I guess, most, well, the second most relevant character, um, he, he has a family, like a wife and two kids or whatever or a daughter and he he bought like he he got filmed with some hookers or something right yeah. um so like the stakes are higher at that point for him than you jerked off in your teenager um but then at the end yeah, uh, let's even just then i feel like robbing a bank is like <laughs> yeah if you get caught doing that which is like very likely yeah like it's like way worse <laughs> I way worse. <laughs> it's way worse. So, yeah, when the bank scene happens, I'm like, all right, dude, I can't, like, I'm not on your side anymore. I can't yeah. understand why would you do this. Like, all right, you're on your own. I don't care now because you're dumb. 
it's kind of like when you're watching horror movies and you know someone goes alone into the basement the dark basement like no dude you're just dumb i wish you <laughs> like died. well you're done yeah so <laughs> at you're this point i'm like dude that makes no sense just yeah well screw it uh, you're on this like you're on your own um and then they take the money go so this is basically the end they go this uh the woods and there's a drone so the hector guy like he's off the hook well so he thought but like that it ended there for him and then the guy kenny he goes to this to the woods uh remote place and with the bag of money that they just robbed uh and there's this drone filming him and there's this other guy who basically is a child molester or like a Right? Something like that? Like, is it? Uh, yeah, I don't quite remember. So he's a pedophile, basically. And the last instructions to them was like, all right, now fight to death. Whoever survives or wins gets to keep the money. And we are recording this and streaming this. And there's like probably like some betting going on. Up to this point, you're like, poor guy, Kenny. Like, he just jerked off. Why the fuck is he fighting to the death, right? Yeah. Um, so you're still like kind of sympathetic, sympathetic to him. I don't know. It's just weird. Like everything's happening for you. anyway. So at the end, he actually survives. We don't actually see the fight, but he survives. Yeah. We see him walking with the money, and then his mom calls him. Uh, I mean, he's like he's completely broken as a human being. He just killed someone. <laughs> he's compl- like he's a yeah, he's like numb. He looks yeah. like a zombie. And like, just if it was out. any other show than Black Mirror, I was, I would be like, "This is like, where are you going with this? Like, this makes no sense." But right. because it's Black Mirror, I feel like I, I like, was engaged for a longer period of time because I, I'm like, I, I know that there's something more to this. Yeah. And the something more is at the end. Uh, Kenny's mom calls him. Say so. I'm seeing this online. I can't believe it. Please tell me this is not true. Uh, and we realized, all right. So the hackers they they released a video, despite all the shit he's been through. Like in the end, they would they would release it anyways. And same thing for all the other characters. Um, so they were blackmailed, but in the end, like they were never going to be like a happy scenario. They they could they could. Uh, <laughs> get out like get away with it yeah and at that point i was like okay like why is this a black mirror episode like yeah. how like sure there's some hacking involved but to, to me it was like kind of a a disappointment at that point like like it was really close to the end i'm like there's there's really nothing here like <laughs> i could have guessed that from <laughs> from my couch you know but the episode wasn't over so apparently and he was jerking off Jerking off to children. <laughs> He's a pedophile. And when, man, that was so depressing. <laughs> this whole episode was very depressing. Like the yeah. end, it was just like, but at the end, like when you know that, then looking back, you remember that scene at the diner, wherever he worked at? He was like giving the toy back to the, to the child. Oh. Yeah, it didn't connect the dots there. So he was mm. super nice to, you know, to the kid and all. It was like, well, he's a nice, you know, teen, teenager. He's, he's polite, but no, there was stuff going on there. Right. Um, which just made it even more depressing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, and so, yeah. What's the, the reveal again at the end? The reveal? I don't remember how it happens. Well, like you a, see the, the troll face. Yeah, what about the troll face? I don't remember. Well, for me, the reveal was that he was a pedophile. <laughs> well, yeah, there was that. There was that, but then this, the second reveal, I guess. What was the second reveal? I don't remember. I watched this like... The troll face. What about it? Like, was it, like, did it happen on, like, the phone or whatever? I don't remember. So, th- that was just, like, the hacker's response, like, troll face. Like, we've been trolled. Like, we we made you yeah. do all this shit. Um, haha. Why don't I remember? So, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> doesn't It doesn't even matter, like, how they saw it. But basically, you're like, okay, but why did they do this? You know? Like, yeah, that's... And at the end, you just get, like, the troll. Yeah, <laughs> that's face. it. And that to me was like, okay, now I get it. Like, <laughs> this is like a classic uh, Black Mirror thing to do. It's basically like they're taking, and like, although like these the people that they they took like did pretty like bad stuff. Um, and they're like Black Mirror is trying to take something that happens online, which is like people trolling other people for like. No real reason other than they enjoy seeing like those people have a bad time, I guess, and applying it to real life and being like, "Why did we do this?" There's a reason, and like they they probably don't even like get the the like because they don't like see their reaction, right? Like they're not even there. They don't even care about their reaction. I started that way, feeling like, well, these. Hackers, they're just doing it like for power, right? They want to have power over people and kind of like shame it and and they just get off on that, right? Because like trolls on the internet, they got off on when you when they can get like trigger other people. Like if you if you yeah. provoke other people and they get mad or angry or whatever, that's that's what they want. That's what they get yep. off on, right? Um, so in this episode, I've I started that way, like they're just online trolls who like they just got off on the, having this power over people and making them do stuff that they want to. But at the end, I I feel like you know these guys were just basically they were getting rid of pedophiles and scum. And yeah, if they're they have the right and power to do that, no, of course not. I mean, it's still illegal. You, they, um, I don't think it's the right thing to do, but it's like a vigilante approach mm. right yeah. so we know where bad what where these bad guys are and we're gonna take like we're gonna we're gonna fix it like again a vigilante type of thing like we're gonna yeah. get rid of scum so by the end they were not just online trolls who just want to trigger people and see like provoke reaction they were actually just well the principles are were good right they were trying to get rid of bad people yeah and it's kind of weird at that point because you've like sort of been rooting for like the the two main characters oh, yeah. and then you <laughs> at the end you're like wait a minute like total like reversal of like the the scenarios are like okay well i'm actually i'm kind of rooting for the hackers now <laughs> yeah no yeah that, yeah maybe that was a big twist it's like yeah yeah you know what hmm. and even so you could say, well, at the end, a pedophile died. The other one was arrested. 
uh, not just for that, but also because he robbed the bank and killed the guy. Uh, so mm -hmm. pretty severe sentence. And then Hector, the other guy, so basically he wasn't faithful. It was public hookers and stuff. And it's not like he died or was arrested. Basically, the truth just came out. His wife, which is still like, yeah, that's, I mean, you just have to confront your actions. You have to, like, you know, face the consequences. Again, yep. it's, it's a, man, Black Mirror. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, totally don't feel in a mood to <laughs> watch more episodes now, but uh, I'm, I'm committed to this. So have I you have watched to, episode four? Uh, yes, I watched. Uh, it's uh, San Junipero, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. that's a pretty uplifting, cute, yeah. sweet episode. And again, probably one of my favorites. It's either that or number two, but. Yeah. Okay. Anything left on this episode? Um. No, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've covered everything. You did a really good job at the summary, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't watched this in like four weeks or whatever it's been now. Okay. Dude, thanks so much. I don't know if for next episode I'll be able to record here. Hope so. This is sweet. Yeah. Um. So for all the listeners that made it all the way through here, um, we'll try to do our best to have another episode yeah. next week and yep. not have a big delay uh, and thank you for making it that far alright so see you next week yep bye dude